Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Unlock it, unlock it. Play. No, play. Play. Back and Back and Back and Back Everybody. Oh, well, nice. Uh, thank you to the Los Angeles Podcasting Festival for having us out here. Stamps.com slash WTF for all your needs. Uh, Bonobos, Warby Parker, oh. get some glasses, you get five Guys, of them. Just use the code HOW uh, and you'll get 10% off Squarespace or something. Matt Myra, how are you? Great, Matt Gorley. It's good oh. to be here with you for a live podcast where you're not shooting a Volkswagen commercial. Okay, all right. <laughs> Take it easy. But seriously, it's the Jetta TDI be... Clean Diesel is a great ride if you want to check it out. Uh, it's good to actually do a live podcast uh, slash also do a podcast of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello, listeners. Thanks for forgetting to unsubscribe. <laughs> I mean, it's I been know. a while. It was, it was 2011 was the last one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, thereabouts. We uh, actually, it was the release of Skyfall was the last time we did a podcast. Oh my God. That's what started this whole thing, Matt. We have a long, rich history uh, together, and it it's is... good that we, we perpetuate it because we don't want this to be over. We Guys, uh, the, I just want the, the people here uh, get to see the video portion of this. So when I'm playing clips, I'm actually playing video. So you'll get to see all the dumb things I see. Do you know what, what's happening in that still? No, I'm trying to figure out. It's someone's bursting through something. Is this Tomorrow Never Dies? It better not be. Nope. It is, uh, oh, it octopus-y. is octopusy. Yeah, it says it right the, there. Uh... I have a master's degree. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, you know, let's, we'd like to bring out our guests. Uh, one of our guests can only stay for a short while, so we're going to bring them both out right now. Please welcome uh, to James Bonding, uh, Nick Wager and Mr. Larry Miller, everybody. Oh! There's Nick. There's Larry. Welcome. Have a seat. Join us. 
Let's move our box. Put this over here. Later, we'll have a little Christmas present section. Don't let's not forget. Uh, welcome to the James Bond podcast, uh, Nick. You're not a huge fan, but I'm going to skip right over you and go to Larry. <laughs> Larry, uh, I hear through the grapevine that you uh, enjoy James Bond as much as we do. Is that correct? You know how much? How much? That song that you just did of the theme yes. song? Yeah. yeah. We were just backstage. Couldn't see. Couldn't. I think maybe the coolest song in history. <laughs> hey! Thank you, Larry. <laughs> thank you very much. That's, and that's Paul and Storm that's made that. I'm not teasing. Though. I'm saying that I, I heard it and I thought, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. We like to, what we do when we have a guest is we like to talk about their, their first experience with James Bond. Your formative experience. What was it? Where were you? Did you see a movie in the theater? If so, which one? Go. Yeah. All right. Lucky there was a go in there. <laughs> oh, I'm awake now. <laughs> you know what? There's, I, I think it needs to be said in general about James Bond. And the reason that song is cool. And the reason we all love the whole world of James Bond is something we don't see anymore. Even as, as much as I respect Daniel Craig and all the folks doing these things... I, I, I think the basic start, place they started is so cool. To show him, and yes, I mean Sean Connery, just you know, just to start that, he's the, the first scene, as we all knew, would be a giant action scene that built to a giant action scene. He's either in bed with a Russian agent, sure. or he's doing something, and he gets out, but not in a superhuman way but in, in a James Bond way, in a Sean Connery way, that he just gets himself, he can beat up anyone, and he starts on the ski slope, and then he jumps off the slope, and he has a parachute that turns into the British flag. Yes. <laughs> Which or I, was it a flag that turned into a parachute? We'll never know. <laughs> oh. Maybe you're right. <laughs> but you know what the truth is? I always thought that was so fabulous. I remember as a kid saying, look at that, the British flag. And even I would start asking myself, well, I... I have no contact with the British flag. I, I, I know. I'm not English. I'm not, I don't work yeah. for any secret society. <laughs> not that I can tell you. <laughs> but I mean, really, I thought, now that's cool. Look how cool that is, the British flag. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I just know that it is. And then when he successfully completes that action scene, which is a big action scene, but not a crazy action scene, right. again... He may kill a lot of people. There's no other way to say that, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know? But remember, when he's killing, he's licensed. That's right. Yeah, he is, but also it's, it's, it, it, it makes you believe and makes you think it is okay that he kills them because you don't really see them or know them. And it just feels all right. You're not, you're not sure if one of the guys he killed was supposed to bring dinner home that night? Exactly the point, though. You know, they, they don't have any lives. Oh, we now know you about. just wrecked it all for me. <laughs> oh, my God. But so the point is that every single thing that occurs to me in the structure of those movies works. I don't need him to be saved by anyone. I don't like that. I like that James Bond could always save himself. 
he could always beat up the two or seven guys. <laughs> and not, again, with some devices from another planet. Right. He could always do it. He didn't have to be saved by the Russian agent who he was just in bed with anyway. <laughs> or the new British age. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what I mean. He was in bed with a lot Those of agents. Have... <laughs> What's that? He was in bed with a lot of agents. That's what we're saying. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but I guess I like the, the resiliency. I, I like the, the foundation of that. Is there I part like... of it, the formula for you? Just that you know you're going to get that yes. every time? Formula makes it sound a little contrived or a little crass. Sure. But yes, there's a formula to it, and I like that. Yeah. I like knowing that I'll be leaving the theater feeling a good deed was done and that this guy is out there protecting me and everyone. <laughs> is he? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> well, Larry, I do know he's not. <laughs> what? But you know what? Again, you know what? You don't know that because the truth is it's so much fun. Dr. No, I suppose was my the first movie. I think that was their first yeah, movie. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm telling you, there's so much great acting in the world, but if you can ever beat that scene where he's the first time, he sits down at the... Not Baccarat. It is no, it is Baccarat. Oh, yeah, is it Baccarat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sitting oh, there and he's, yeah. he's just... Uh, I can pull it up, guys. <laughs> I have so... I have stolen every James Bond movie... <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, thank God you're doing that. Yeah, uh, I'm afraid what? of what we're going to see. I like see. how all the all these mentions of Doctor No are just in here. You know what? Bloggers though? love these baby sale looks. <laughs> the first time he says, with a cigarette in his mouth, you haven't seen his face yet, and the woman across the table, the Countess. You know, it's always cool that Sylvia way. Sylvia Trench. Yes, Sylvia Trench. Yeah. The first Bond girl and the last one for me to catch the double entendre of her name. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't till just now. I right? Did. It happened to us the same We've way. We've gone years yeah. and then just, uh, what was it, four so months cool. ago? Yeah. No, when we did our first podcast, it was 17 years 17 ago. 17 years ago? <laughs> but remember something. He was the first, t- that was the first time he, or anyone, of course, he was the, the first James Bond. You haven't seen him yet. And she says, she's looking at him, and she's obviously intrigued, and says, more or less, who are you? To which you hear, now you cut to Connery for the first time, and you hear him say, with a cigarette in the mouth that he's about to light, those three words, Bond, James Bond. And I really mean it, that if you can be cooler than that, I don't think you can. No, can't be done. Um, let's watch that and then. Sweetie. Say sweetie. If anyone could explain Bakra to me. Oui, monsieur. Please. Oh, look at that. So classy, guys. We don't see that anymore. See how she looks at him, though? Yeah. And plus, you get the first incidents of the I need Really. I admire your courage, Miss. Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose Come you would to... <laughs> Right? Are you kidding? Very nice. Nick. You know, I, I know Matt teed me up as not a fan. Um, <laughs> uh, but after Larry's impassioned monologue, I think... <laughs> James Bond is my favorite character in the history of the cinema. 
that was incredible. Um, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I want to, so I'm not a pariah in front of this crowd. I, I, it's not that I'm not a fan of James Bond, it's just that I don't have a depth of knowledge about the subject. It's like, uh, I'm like if this was a Star Wars panel, this was a Star Wars podcast, I'm like the guy who's seen episode two and like the Christmas special. I just don't, I don't have a, I don't know a you, lot about uh, you've it. You've somehow seen the Christmas special? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched Attack of the Clones and said, let me check out the Christmas special? You know, you know why I say that is one of the only James Bond movies I've seen is the original Casino Royale with Peter Sellers. Whoa! Which is a weird, like, spoof movie where cowboys run into a casino at some point. Yes. Did um, you, like, uh, grow up in a house with, a, like, a bizarro TV that would only play certain things and you had, like, a strange relative that lived in the attic that would go, tonight we only watch this alternate version of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, the, uh, uh, it was one of those weird kids that had, like, a, a, you know that weird kid who didn't have a TV but just played piano? It was, like, that, that kid from elementary school. <laughs> No, I, I, I was actually exposed to a lot of pop culture, and I, my, my formative James Bond experience was, which was the Timothy Dalton one where a dude gets imploded in, like, a pressure License tank? License to kill. License uh, to kill. no more. Uh, oh, jeez. Pull that right up over here, because I stole them all. Wait. I've also paid for them, so don't worry about it. While you're finding that, we were going to pass out bingo cards to see if we actually, in conversation, name every Bond movie title in here. (laughs) So we've got Dr. No and License to Kill are the only two we've name-checked so far, right? I just love the pastels in License to Kill. Now, Larry, am, am I right to assume that your favorite James Bond is Sean Connery? But you have to... Not exactly, because you have to define favorite. I think the others are great. I think you get to know them. Yeah. I, I like Roger Moore far more than I used to. And <laughs> You're talking to two Roger Moore fans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now I can watch that on a James Bond weekend, sure. which seems yeah. like every weekend, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And should be. But I'm sorry. You, you know, you have seen more than you think. You do know more than you, you think you know, because I, without harping on it, if you can look at... Connery do that, we're just lo- rolling the eyes up like that and looking and saying that Bond, James Bond, to me, that's just in, a- in the world of acting. Sure, there are great Hamlets, but we've seen that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I mean... Oh, God. I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> sure, there are great Hamlets. On the back it says, but we've seen that. <laughs> But we haven't seen enough. I can see again and again just that look because to act it that way, to shoot it that way, to write it so that you haven't seen his face until he speaks, to me, that's such the essence of saying, holy mackerel, who could do that? And the way he looks and speaks and carries himself in that moment, it's not even acting like an agent. It's like a panther. (laughs) It's like something really really jungle-like. You know the only other instance of that I can think of, and it was Spielberg who wanted to direct a Bond film, and then Lucas said, no, I got something better. And they did Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the whole beginning of that opening sequence, they deliberately don't show his face until a small action reveal, and then it comes into the light, and I'm sure it's a direct homage to that, probably. Of course it is. Okay, there, it's confirmed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but, Nick, as you were saying, I just wanted to play a little bit of this guy's head <laughs> yeah, blowing sure. up for uh, you. Continuing the long tradition of people blowing up like rubber balloons. Yeah. 
pressure's going up, guys. We're going to have a lot of fun in a second. <laughs> I forgot I about that the guy axe. knows like they've done yeah. this before. Now, when I look to you on the right, get the axe. I just love this sound. Whoa! Nick, is let that me, how you remember it? Yeah, let me... Let me <laughs> you just let, finished let, your piano practice. And, <laughs> this is a, I wanted to, to specify that I was too young to have seen this. <laughs> <laughs> this was, I saw this the same, the same age I had seen Turner and Hooch, and the oh. dog dying at Turner and the Hooch uh, made me cry, oh. and I had to sleep in my mom's bed. Oh. So I was like, this, this was just like another traumatic cinema experience for me, was seeing this guy's head explode. It would, like, so in your, in, your, in your mind, in your young mind, outside your doors of your home was just dogs dying and people's heads getting blown up. <laughs> That's and life. also the, the It's a Cookbook episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> what, what was wrong with Electric Company or Sesame Street? You know, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I wasn't su- I wasn't like a, a toddler. My parents were that irresponsible, but I was like, I was like in elementary school. I was like a little too young to process this, and that's like a that's you're, a pretty vile yeah. image. Like, you're that's in crazy. Grade and they sit you down, and we think it's time you watched *License to Kill*. <laughs> we want you to see this. I think uh, while we're talking about people's uh, people blowing up, I'm gonna pull up uh, *Live and Let Die*. And show off Kananga blowing up. Oh, Why do yeah. they blow up two people? Rubber people. You've got, you've got 24 movies, and you're thinking, yeah, out of two of those, we inflate people. We're due to for the point a, of explosion. Bond 24 is due for a person <laughs> inflating. <laughs> uh, so, have you seen, uh, Nick, have you seen the Daniel Craig movies? They're, they're recent, they're in I've theaters. Seen, yeah, I've seen the new Casino Royale, and I've seen uh, Skyfall. I, I missed the middle one. Well, you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, if you had to do it one way, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. I'm also saying, if you, if you give Quantum Solace a chance and you have four and a half hours, watch it back to back with Casino Royale. Okay. But okay. if you have four and a half hours, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Where are you getting four and a half hours of time from? Yeah. Uh, is going to blow up here in a second. Now, Larry, where do you fall on the Daniel Craig situation? Are you, do you like what he's doing with it? Do you... I like him a lot because also, remember, as you also well know, he's a great actor, a fabulous athlete. Mm. He can do astonishing things. Sit-ups. He can do a lot of sit-ups. <laughs> and, uh, but really, he does a great job in movies that I think have been very watchable, and that's a compliment. Yeah. I mean, to say, all right, that's pretty good. It's a little outside the realm again of what I love about Bond. It's, it's right up the middle. If, if it's Dr. No and a Bond girl would come out, when Ursula Andress walks out of the ocean, come on! <laughs> I mean, how do, you, how do you beat that? And the answer is, you don't. You can't. You just do it again. It's nuts. It's so good. And, and then she's got, and she's got a knife on the hip. Why? Who cares? It's great. <laughs> But the same way, the bad guys get killed. Bond saves himself, and I, I, I just get back to. I imagine an adolescent Larry Miller just saying the same things to his parents. I don't know why she's got a knife, but who cares? <laughs> By the way, that would have been also my father, because we were essentially the same as saying, "Who knows why the knife is there? It's good." <laughs> but I like. You might as well ask, why are there flowers? <laughs> And rainbows. I like the basics. 
And I liked the fact that I could trust the basics. Yeah. There's always a scene. And then when the music would come in, which is why I like mm-hmm. your song so much, where suddenly that pa, 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 and they, it's always a new star singing a song. Yeah. And they always had naked women in silhouette. That worked. You know, I don't... I don't mean to be harping on this, but you know what I mean. If you saw that, whether you're 10 or 20 or 50 or 80, you can still say, holy mackerel, that's, she really is naked. And, and on Blu-ray, you and, can see some nips. <laughs> another, Seriously. Another uh, vote against Blu-ray because... In, in those early Bond movies, the, when you saw a woman in the shower and she was naked, you saw her in the shower, but it was, a, it was one of those marbled glasses, yeah. so you really can't see anything. But again, to know that she really is naked, to not see it and know it, is huge. Yeah. It's the same as the like Hitchcock suspense rule, like your imagination does more for you. That's right. Um, Kids, what we're saying is don't, don't look for naked women. Look for clothed women. That you know are naked at some point. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? I don't know. You know, I watched no, Aliens on Blu-ray. Enough, La- you, sorry, you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> that's funny and fun, but that's exactly the truth anyway. When you do see a woman in the street, if you saw a woman in the street and she was naked, as a joke with friends, as guys, we might say, "Boy, I'd like to see her naked." No, you wouldn't because you don't know her. If you get to know her, if you want to get to know her, she's perfectly clothed. Then at some point, that's what builds in you to see her finally naked if you've earned it. At any rate. <laughs> this is like you fight a boss at the end of a video game level. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's uh, watch Kananga blow up. Because this is your vote for worst moment in the history of the Bond yeah, franchise? From a favorite movie of mine. What's happening to acting? Come on. Come on. What? That's <laughs> you never see that. See? Is that not absurd? Now, bring up Pigeon Double Take now. Oh, we, we have a bit was, of an argument of what the was two the, worst moments. What was the logic behind that? Like, he why did he blow up? a bullet that is intended to kill sharks by uh, blowing up with, like, a gas. You've sort of explained okay. it. <laughs> so... I vote that that's the worst moment in Bond history. Yep. And Matt has chosen... Uh, I've chosen what I refer to as pigeon double take. Because uh, there's no, nothing else you could call it. Now, uh, I'll just mute it and we can continue talking, but uh, what James Bond here, of course, has is a, what I think is one of the dumbest gadgets in the it's history on my of gadgetry. List. It's, uh, on my list. it's a motorized... Uh, what do they call those at the gondola. Venetian in Las Vegas? That's where I think they are. <laughs> at the Venetian in Las Vegas, the gondola. He's, uh, he's stunned. You're going to have a, a, a drunk person also stunned. The whole band gets stunned. And then he stuns the animal kingdom. That guy looks at the bottle. <laughs> but I... Right. Now, this part I'm okay... <laughs> a pigeon, a pigeon just did a triple take. I still think Kananga Balloon is worse because they were going for some. I, I'm sorry. Let's just uh, one more time around the bend here. Let's just take a look. Uh, again, guys, watch the pigeon. <laughs> now everything's pigeons are flying. That, that makes sense. A guy, you know, he'd do that, sure. <laughs> uh, turning, great. That guy, where's my painting? And then all of a sudden. 
it was like they had to run the film backwards twice. Do you think? Do you think on set they like had an animal trainer? Who was like, no, I can get him to turn it. Do it. <laughs> was like doing a thing with like a like a, no. a some bird seed. And Here's he just, what I think happened. I think John Glenn, the director, it was probably pretty late. He was walking out the door and he was like, you know, it'd be funny if we could do a pigeon double take. And then this upstart young editor was like, I can make it happen. And that's what he presented him with. That's well, what I I've know decided. that's a rule of threes, but you've got the drunk guy and the painter and they really think that's how they needed to cap it off. They've got enough comedy in there. Just one right more there. time. Everybody look again. <laughs> <laughs> it blinks. It blinks. Three times. <laughs> that, come on. Right? Nowadays, Nick. they they do that in like a they'd use like a, a CGI pigeon yeah, if they're gonna do that these yeah. days, well, and it would also, still look ridiculous. It would I think, be I think they wouldn't do that these days. I think someone along the line would be like, uh, "You want to spend how much to make a pigeon do a double take at a gondola?" <laughs> For my, you know, not having seen which movie is this? this is Moonraker. This is Moonraker. Like, I'm just surprised by the broad comedic elements because that's like not a thing I I, I know the from the, the Daniel Craig Bond. No, yes, and this that is, is the height of the comedic. It's got like the, the the drunk looking at his bottle like, oh, you <laughs> yeah. know, and well, then the yeah the painting thing. This he, drunk shows up again three, in another yeah, he's movie. In three of them doing the same bit. same bottle. Yeah, he just happens to be where James Bond is. But this is uh, so this... like three movies later, he still hasn't quit drinking. Nope. <laughs> no, he, need, he needs he something like, else. You know, I, I saw well, he's seen some crazy gondola. shit. <laughs> By the way, the uh, Jaws from that movie, yeah. Richard Keel Lake, right? from Moonraker, and just passed away a I couple know. of weeks ago. And he was also in something you mentioned before in the Twilight Zone to serve man. That's right. And wow. you're right. So it's just interesting. And he was great as a great actor who was living a life with this disease that made him that tall and and that angular. But you know what? He to the fact that they had him going out with the little Swedish blonde, yeah, oh, and she's... that they fall for each other, I, I, I would see that and have seen that many times and think that's so sweet. They fall in love with each other. Now, is that going to happen in real life again? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the knife on the hip to you. Everything's a knife on a hip. And by the way, I think unless I'm wrong, yeah, the is... doctor's name in this was Holly, Holly... Goodhead. That yeah. is absolutely correct, yeah. Holly. Good head. Look at there. He's going to open the champagne bottle with his jaws. Oh, You know what? To jaws, everyone. Are they just killing themselves right now? Richard Keel, everybody, yes. Richard Keel. But this, this, to what you're saying about the silly, funny elements, this sort of is what, when you think of Roger Moore as James Bond, in my head at least, I think of silly, silly James Bond. Okay. So I just want I want to school you a little bit on the different James Bonds. Sure. Sean Connery, who I still think was the most like the book Bond. Would you back me up on this? Someone who's read the books. No, I I'm, I think he's great, but I think Dalton and Craig are closer to the. Why do you say Fleming. that? Because Timothy Dalton sucks. No, I like Timothy Dalton. I don't love him. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know why you're yelling at me. And second of all. Uh, yeah, the the Fleming one, he's a lot more um, sociopathic, I yeah. think. And Craig is like that. You know, the way Craig just throws cell phones and women away and he just doesn't seem to care. <laughs> yeah. You know who's the least like it? Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Yeah. Yeah. You know who's the least enjoyed amongst the, the public, general public, is George Lazenby, who I think got stuck with that by being in one of the better James Bond movies. Yeah. I think Honor Majesty's Street of Service is, as we've said on the podcast before, but I'm letting Larry know, 
Honor Majesty Secret Service, we enjoy it quite a bit here. Yeah. Did you like that one, or were you just like, meh? Well, you, no kidding. I'd like to see it again now because I never really. Let's roll the whole thing. <laughs> I never really liked it. Yeah. And I always felt bad for him too because he was a big model. He was a giant star in England in these in a certain commercial. I can't remember. You know what it was? I think a shaving commercial. And they thought, well, he'd be perfect for this. It didn't work out on a number of levels, but now, since you like it, I'd like to see it again. Yeah, and then, now, this is something that happens in this. You don't see his face mm. in the beginning because they're trying to conceal the fact that uh, we forgot to pay Sean Connery enough money to Look be in this. Look at that chapped clin, though, that cleft chin. But this, uh, is this, is it right after this where he says this never happened to the other fellow? Uh, it's, yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, guys. <laughs> Wait, are there James Bond fans here today? <laughs> But this is, uh, this is right up there for one of my least favorite lines in the entire yeah, series of yeah. movies. So he's just replaced Sean Connery, Nick. I'm going to bring you into the world okay. of us. Gotcha. And uh, he's trying to get with uh, Diana, Diana Rigg, Tracy, uh, and uh, fights them off, fights off a villain, saves her from killing herself. And uh, when we first see his face here, he has to let the audience know that he's not Sean Connery. In case they forgot. Good morning. My name's Bond. James Bond. Mr. Don't move, Mr. Bond. How did that guy get there without him soon? <laughs> now get up. Put your hands behind your head. <laughs> I love that guy. That guy is the voice of, like, the guy in Jamaica yeah, on the boat. Yeah. yeah. What's he going to do? How's he going to get out of this, right? Watch. He has a boat. Get him. I don't know why we're all watching a movie. I I this is what we do on the podcast sometimes, yeah, yeah. and it really bothers a lot of listeners. And now you're all watching with us, and I feel like you don't mind. That much. What? Oh my god! Oh, well, look at the distance that guy comes. Did you see what he? James Bond just jumped from 40 feet from the shore to the water. This is like a water dance. <laughs> There's something beautiful about this. I love that the the. Their emphasis on uh, big brassy sections whenever there's a tumble. Yeah. Which is a director, just like he told him, just go out there and tumble around and throw each other. Have a good time. I can't deal with this right now. Yeah. Let's just skip so, ahead. So wait, what was what was your least favorite line in there? Here it's it is, coming. right here. Okay. She goes to the car, gets in it. Uh, he takes her shoes because he's got a foot fetish, I think. This never happened to the other fella. Then he looks at the camera. Uh, then he looks at the camera. That's uh, the way, that's like the cold open of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure is. This never happened to the other Bond? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that like, yeah, that's like if a Christian Bale's Batman was like, Val Kilmer, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your daddy's Clooney. <laughs> Let's I hope Ben Affleck steps up. I'm next. <laughs> Just starting a movie by just destroying suspension of disbelief. Such a bizarre choice. It's really uh, weird. Larry, Listen, forgive me. I've, yeah. I've got to go. As yes. you it know, is 4.30. Are you going on a secret mission? <laughs> In show business, we were talking about this beforehand. Whenever this used to happen on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, when he'd say to one of the guests, well, I know you've got to go now, and uh, before the next guest came on, and 
when I was a kid, I used to think, oh, he's got to go. Yeah. yeah. And then when I was, started doing that show, was lucky enough to you know, get to do it, I realized, there's no go. It's 5.25 on a Tuesday. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. <laughs> so where the hell are you going? <laughs> he's got to get down to the Slauson cutoff to cut off his Slauson. <laughs> I'm uh, going back home, my, my wife and uh, the kids are there, and my nephew is flying in for some business tomorrow, but we're going to have dinner. He's coming over our house at 5.30, and now that gives me enough time to get my car and head home and Put in a James up. Bond movie, love- maybe? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I love podcasting. I love James Bond. I love being with you guys on your show, and you know what? I'm glad we met. Thank you. Thank and, uh, you very yeah. much. Uh, let very me plug much. my uh, show. Please, back. please, go ahead. Uh, this Week with Larry Miller is my podcast. We did our show in that room earlier. And I do love this stuff. So if you like it too, try my show, This Week with Larry Miller. And you know what, though? I'm glad you asked me onto this. This is endless to talk about. Well, you we would love to have you back. on the regular episode, because I'm a huge fan of your work, too. And Waiting for Guffman is one of my favorite movies. And your opening scenes in there... I, I'm a teacher, and I show that every semester, and I feel like I have it down, and you're brilliant in that. So $100,000 is the budget for the whole year. And that includes swimming. <laughs> That's very sweet, and thank you. I dig it, too. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Larry you Miller. Time. Thank you, everybody. Uh, go right. listen to Larry Miller's podcast. Now... now Let's get to Let's our list. Let's get to our list. And Nick, you can sort of just give us your perception and thoughts as we go through our list. Sure. Guys, we, uh, we made our top five and worst five lists of, uh, of many varieties of things for the entire James Bond uh, franchise. Uh, and the first one I have on here is Henchman. And because we just played this clip of, yeah. uh, of Jaws, I figured why not talk about Henchman. Henchman was the most difficult for me to winnow down, and I had a real hard time with it, so I got a few honorable mentions. Let me ask you uh, off the top, uh, Matt Gorley, what was your number five? Let's start at the bottom of best. We want to go best or worst first. What would you rather hear first? Best. Okay. Well, I just realized I have six. <laughs> First of all, my this was seriously this was the toughest one for me, and uh, Xenia on top was my honorable mention, hmm. and uh, you're wrong, but okay. And Rosa Klebb was in there, but then we had a discussion at lunch that maybe she's a villain, and I, I think, think you're right. Yeah, I yeah. think Rosa Klebb's the villain right. in the movie, but oh, that's God. okay. I gotta Don't worry do about some, it. some thinking right now. Well, I'll tell you. I can tell you right now. Number five for me is uh, Red Grant. Oh, interesting. Robert Shaw in From Russia with Love. Uh, hot off uh, the heels in my youth of being the guy in Jaws. Not in chronological order, of course, yeah. but uh, I was like, holy shit, he doesn't talk like that in real life. <laughs> and then, uh, now what I love about, I, I love sort of like the idea of in From Russia with Love. That's where we sort of see for the first time Sweated your recognition. Someone who I feel like is Bond's equal. Yes, yes. I've been keeping tabs on you. I've been your guardian angel. Saved your life at the gypsy camp. Oh, yes. I'm much obliged. We were keeping you alive until you could get us the lector. So you had me delivered on a plate. That's brilliant. Go on, I'm fascinated. Now that we've got it, you and the girl are expendable. Between here and Trieste. 
He's awesome. He's great. You'll get no argument from me. In He's fact, awesome. you'll hear that name in a little bit. Okay. All right. Number five for you. It's a tie. Who is it? Odd job and knickknack. You're tying odd job and knickknack? Yes. I, I, uh, I oh, no, it's okay, don't worry, I have oh. it in my head, don't worry about it. <laughs> He's already cracked I already the cracked corner, it. I already cracked it. on the way here, broke the taillight of his girlfriend's Volvo. <laughs> Great. Now she'll hear this. <laughs> she doesn't listen. I was going to get it fixed. She doesn't listen. We were driving, backing out, <laughs> and my car was right there, and I go, do you need me to move my car? Absolutely not. <laughs> Crunch. It was trying to get a Volvo out of the way of two other Volvos. And at, right the second I said, no, I got plenty of room, crack, shattered her taillight, uh, yeah. left taillight. Uh, sorry. I felt bad. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, so I had odd job and knickknack also, right in that order. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, but mine are tied. That's just my number five. I, you can't do that. No, ah. I, know, I know who Oddjob is. Who's Knickknack? He's a Hervé Villachez. <laughs> who is Knickknack? Oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are <laughs> we? Uh, are they in the same movie? Is no. that why they're a duo? No. <laughs> I, I just like them both, and oh I didn't know God. how. I felt, here's the honest truth. I felt like I had to have Oddjob on there, but I think I like Knickknack a little better. Sure, if sure, I, sure. If we're, if we're in among friends, and I feel like this is a safe environment, and I could admit that, <laughs> I think it's blasphemous not to put Oddjob on there, but Guys, I mean, he really they? just kind of grunts. I just know? have the man with the golden gun on book. Why do I not have it on... He's Herbie Village. Put, put it up there. Put the, put the PDF <laughs> up there. We'll all read through it. Okay. Uh, you take a part. I want you to be Bond's inner monologue. I'll be when he speaks. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Knickknack is, uh, is the right hand man of, uh, of Scaramanga in The Man with the Golden Gun. He's a little guy. He's okay. a little adorable man. That, I know the actor, that, so yeah, I yeah. get a sense of He fetches okay. Tabasco. Yeah. The first sure. thing you hear, the first thing you hear Scaramanga say is uh, he's sitting on the beach and he's yelling to Knickknack and he just yells, Knickknack, yeah. Tabasco. <laughs> That's our introduction to our villains. Does that get called back? Is nope. there like no? no. Nope. Okay. Nope. Literally, no need. Just a call no for Tabasco. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, number one on my list. Well, how uh, are you already to number one? Because I didn't give Nick. Oh, I skipped number two. Wait. Oh, gee. I'm number only, two. I haven't even done number four yet. Because you're putting two people in the same line. Go. Okay. <laughs> Jaws is my number four. Richard Keel. Richard Keel, we just saw Jaws, of course. Uh, yeah. You know what Jaws does before yeah. he even says anything, right? He's, well, he's like a big... I know he's a big guy with a metal mouth, right? Yeah. Boom. Okay. I, That's I, how I, you know he's a great henchman. I have to implore you to listen to this BBC special that just came out called Reunion, and John Glenn and Roger Moore and Britt Eklund and Richard Keel's on there, and there are all these Bond questions, and they finally get to Richard Keel, and they go, now, Mr. Keel, what, uh, you, did you ever do any of your own stunts or anything like that? And he just goes, well, I had a friend, and we, he was a bartender, and what what he would do is fill a shot glass all the way full of scotch, and then I uh, found that praying helped me, and I drank a lot, and uh, that's great because we have a Christian bond. And that was his answer. <laughs> and I think that's the last public thing Richard Keel ever did. I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, my number two. So I've got Red Grant, Odd Job, Knick Knack. Let me catch up and do number three. Go. 
Mr. Winton, Mr. Kidd. Oh, I love those guys. That's my number two. Okay. Mr. Well, Winton, Mr. Kidd. All right. Mr. Winton, Mr. Kidd, who I, I had pulled up uh, a clip of them yeah, earlier, and I will show you right now what makes them great. Ready, Nick? Sure. I love that. I'm like showing, this is how we show Nick how, what James Bond is. <laughs> And that's Crispin Glover's dad. It is. Really? Yep. Yeah. Dr. Tynan, good evening. Who are you? And where's Joe? Joe couldn't make it tonight. I'm Mr. Wint. This is Mr. Kidd. <laughs> oh, I see. Take your time. <laughs> take your time, scene. And music, everything, just take your time. They have to make up this whole dentistry oh, thing to get him. No one is Where's around. Teeth. I haven't had him out yet. Would you mind having a look, doctor? Of course. I'm not going to hurt you. Just open. No, no, no. Open wide. Ha! That's some acting right there. So these two are lovers. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. They are yeah. part-time lovers and full-time fiends. What a confusing ruse. <laughs> they're they're yeah. in a desert, and he asks them to, he happens to be a dentist. Well, I think what's worth is seeing their comeuppance for you, Nick. Uh, this is the very end of the movie. Sean Connery has, of course, returned after getting a million dollars. Okay. Uh, that's Tiffany Case. Happy selection, if I may say. I'll be the judge of that. That's rather potent. Not the cork, your aftershave. Strong enough to bury anything. He wears the aftershave around his neck. Did you notice that? Yes. But the wine is quite excellent. That's. Although for such a grand meal, I had rather expected a claret. Of course. Unfortunately, our cellar is rather poorly stocked with clarets. (laughs) Mouton Rothschild is a claret. Boom! James Bond finds out people by wine choice. Wow. This is the best. Here we go. <laughs> what? The is moving. Now, that's not a pie, that's a bomb. As we see. (laughs) He's gay, so he likes that, is what they're saying. Like, he has to like that. (laughs) (laughs) That is Mr. Wynn and Mr. Kidd. That's one of my favorite Bond movies. Oh, God, I... Just are you gonna go home and that watch was some of these? Spectacular! Yes. That was so awesome. Like yeah. the idea that he would need—if he's gonna stab him with skewers, just stab him. Don't light him on fire and then walk over slowly because you're trying to get your bearings on a boat. They're like performance art killers, where it has yeah. to have a, be to, a statement. I'd feel like uh, I'd feel very awkward if I had to notify his next of kin how he died. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, you know, he was immolated, try, holding some flaming skewers he was trying to use to kill a secret agent. He got flipped off a boat. Uh, and then the whole ordeal. Blew up. Uh, so that was my. That was my. Uh, That's great. Number two. That was my number two. And my uh, number two is one of my favorites from the Bond series, Mayday, from A View to a Kill. Grace wow. Jones. Oh, come on. How do you not? How are you not? How do you not love her and are not in love with her? You know what I mean? Well, there's a few ways. Okay. Uh, Matt. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm listening. First can't, of all, can't do it. Can't that you? flat top, not that appealing. Oh, to me. you could land a jet on that. <laughs> <laughs> you could land a jet on that flat oh top. Oh my god. Uh, do you? Are you familiar with Mayday? I think. Wait, is this the one with? I haven't seen this movie. But this is the one with yes, with Walken, yeah, right? Yeah. Walken's the bad guy. Yeah. Let's just okay, see. Yes. Let's just see half a second of the. the, the, the About twelve twenty-six to, to thirty. And Roger open, Moore does the worst kiss in the world. I'm trying to remember it's where before that, that when he first gets to the horse house. <laughs> <laughs> you said horse house, right? Yes. Okay. Just yeah. want to be clear, so back. we know what's happening. Keep going. Back. Uh, so Mayday is your number two, two yeah. and your number one is whom? Red Grant. Ah, my number five is your number one. Here you go. Oh, there it is. Yeah, get ready, everybody. Cover your laps. You're about to get excited. Mayday, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. That's not even a flat top. That's like an Ocean Pacific t-shirt wave on her hair. (laughs) Look at that. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the new Peter Pan. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Tractor beam. Oh. Well, look, they could edit it. Look What's at his uncomfortable saying? kiss. <laughs> God help me if I ever kiss a woman like this. <laughs> he wants to, like, kiss past her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're at home listening to this, just go ahead and find that scene yeah. online. <laughs> All right, worst henchman. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, worst henchman. My number five. This was a tough one. Yeah. There is hard to find, but my number five is the odd job guy in Skyfall. The, that like they're kind of making an homage to him, but it Patrice. Just didn't... No, no, no. The guy that he fights in the Komodo Dragon Pit. It just uh, felt like an homage, but they didn't really add anything. It wasn't I horrible, I but totally I was just you. looking for options, you know. Uh, my number uh, four and five are a, a duo that appear in Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, Bambi. Bambi and Thumper. Uh, now, please, uh, let's let's just. I just the audience has to see this just to look see. Look at that pose, though. Come yeah. on. Oh. Now. We've I'm... seen some uh, poor fighting, right, Nick? Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, and some time wasting during a fight scene, right? Let's now enjoy this. Uh, Morning, Bambi. And I am Thumper. Is there something we can do for you? I can think of several things offhand, but uh, at the moment I'm looking for Willard White. Dick sucking. Oh, Willie. Why, he's uh, right out there. And, uh, that's all there is to it. Not quite. First, we're gonna have a ball. <laughs> I'm oh, in. boy. I'm in. Oh! All yours, Bambi. What's happening? I love it. Ready? This is pointless. 
how did you not see that? Hang on! (laughs) It gets more pointless as the fight goes on. What? What? There are quicker ways to move across a room! She's diversionary tactics. Now they're just up there. He's confused too. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Now, her, it's her, when she does the split look back, that's when I oh, quit. Oh. No, that's when I start. Right there. I'm in. <laughs> and also, it, it shouldn't be called Bambi and Thumber. It should be, I'm gymnast and I'm actress and one of us can't do what the other one can. <laughs> but together, maybe you won't notice the blend. Uh, so, yeah, that's my answer. That's four and five for me is Bambi okay. and Thumper. My fourth is basically his name from Diamonds Are Forever. I think it's Mr. Kill. The guy that gets shot in the mouth with the laser, am I right about that? Isn't his name Mr. Kid? <laughs> it's a name to die yeah, for. That's yes, right. that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's the worst okay. name in Bond history. All right. Mr. Kill. Come on. D- uh, let's get literal. Next on my list, uh, Milton Crest. Oh. The guy whose head got blown See, up in I that don't pressure think of chamber. I him as a henchman. I think I of do. him as just like a, a corollary baddie. Just, just a really... mixed up guy yeah. who probably had a good heart. What, what was the... <laughs> What was the contest for Milton Crest? I'm learning his name. Is the uh, what was the contest for his head getting blown up? Uh, Bond had put all that money in there uh, on his boat to make it look like to the drug kingpin that Crest was embezzling from him and trying to steal from him. Yeah, he said okay. That. So go ahead and finish yours out because my last three are related. Okay, number two is Reynard. From the world is not enough. Really? Yep, that is my number two. He's a henchman because. Uh, Sophie Marceau is the villain in that movie or if we're really honest the movie is the villain in that movie you think he's that bad I think he's pretty good like yeah. he does a good job acting you know what? what we'll still be friends after this don't worry yeah, about it yeah we have very very few Bond disagreements uh, and my number one is uh, Elvis from Quantum of <laughs> from Solace Quantum of Solace a man who does almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought about if that. You, if you don't know who uh, Elvis is, I don't even... Oh, did that not want to download all the way? I'm bad at stealing movies, guys. <laughs> He's the one whose toupee falls off when uh, at the party in Quantum where he yeah. falls down the stairs. And he has no lines that are memorable. He has no moments that no, are memorable. He has the one moment where he kind of smiles at someone and you realize he maybe likes men. Yeah. So that's... That's the only character... That's why he's kind of on the top of my yeah. list is shitty... Because he has that one moment where he smiles, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, like... Yeah. It's airtight. I'm airtight over here. And it's barely a smile. He does this. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's hear it, Matt Gorley. Your okay. worst henchman. Three through one um, is the Aryan guy in... Hold on. Uh, Tomorrow for Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only. Oh, the guy who he identifies with the yes. computer system? The, and then the Aryan guy in You Only Live Twice. And then the Aryan guy in Tomorrow Never Dies. The big, tall, blonde henchmen enforcers that are completely interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Tomorrow Never Dies guy. Uh, there's one in Living Daylights, but he gets a little bit more character development. I like that guy. Tomorrow Never Dies, I believe. He oh, this has guy's a the worst. Scene. Joe Don Baker? You can't say Joe Don Baker's the worst. No, what are you talking about? I sure can. That's coming later. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, where is the... There yeah. he is. So this is who he's talking about. Uh, oh, this maximum amount of pain whilst keeping the victim alive for as long as possible. Alive. Dr. Kaufman's Look record... Was he looks like the Reverend Ted, Ted Haggard. I'm hoping to break it. 
I would have thought watching your TV shows was torture enough. Drop the mic, James Bond. Now get a smile from this other agent. Great. (laughs) And then he just exhales. They, uh, that guy got cast when they were like, all right, Dolph Lundgren said no. <laughs> but we still need someone with the close-set eyes of a badger. Right. <laughs> I, uh, his, his death scene is uh, kind of good. Here he, is, uh, here he is fighting. Pulls the knife out of his chest. Cuts his vest off. T minus ten seconds. And as far as I can tell from the uh, the missile uh, taking off and killing him, it, it just looks like his foot would have gotten burned. That's all that would have happened. Uh, I don't know if James Bond knows how CPR works, but that's not it. Three, two, oh, my foot! Oh, that's right. He made the whole book. <laughs> anyway, James saved. He's still making out with her down there. <laughs> I love your face, Gourley. It's the worst Bond movie ever. I love, I love Tomorrow Never Dies. Have you seen Tomorrow Never Dies? No. Don't. What were you doing in 1997? Were you just at Titanic every weekend? <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to... How about gadgets? Uh, gadgets, uh, I got a problem with the gadgets. What's your problem? Uh, my list isn't fully complete. But let's go. Okay. Best gadgets. I got to give honorable mention to the Aston Martin Vantage Volante from uh, Living Daylights. Sure. And the Rebreather from Thunderball. That little... That has to be like the best gadget. Well, it's not the best. No, it's an honorable mention. It says so on my list. I think you're reading it wrong. Because here's here's what makes here's what makes the rebreather unique in the world of James Bond. Okay, I'm, I like it. You understand? Yeah, that, yeah, right? I understand yeah. you like it. But I'm just trying to like, like make you understand how special and unique it is to you, to me. Okay, uh, it's designed for a specific task that makes complete yes, sense with, with where he's on, going. I'm with you on that. Which and is many of my. Something that the, his shitty gadgets are not. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, go uh, ahead. Okay, my number five is a tie, but they're related. I'm listening. The crocodile submarine and octopusy, and the the manta ray uh, costume in License to Kill. <laughs> so you don't like Bond escaping places or sneaking into places dressed as sea dwellers? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it one bit. Uh, so I just want to show the uh, the scene in, in, in this terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Uh, what's next on your list while I'm doing that? Um, the <laughs> it's a tie again, but they're related. <laughs> the couch trap that the couch that sucks a person in in Q's laboratory, and the like magnetic force field levitating tea tray that cuts off the head of the mannequin. In, in Q's, Q's little laboratory. Is that in License to Kill? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. And those are your best Tied gadgets. For... Oh, no, wait. I'm on worst. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. I was going to say, that didn't make any sense. My number four is the rocket cigarette from You Only Live Twice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm on board with that. Yeah, I'd like some of that. Yep. That'd be fun. Okay, how about you? Okay. So for best gadgets, uh, so that was your number four best yes. gadget? Okay. So coming up on that list, I have uh, 
The Sonic, the only thing I liked from this movie that we're watching right now that I have pulled up down of the day, the uh, Sonic agitator ring that would destroy a glass panel. That's right. Speaking of dying of the day, I noticed this yesterday. This looks like the chandelier. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Yeah. That is the deadliest piece of lighting I have ever seen. Yeah. I don't want to. Boy, thank God we're not in a city prone to earthquakes. How did he die? Impaled by a bunch of giant light bright pegs. <laughs> Turn on the magic of colored light. Uh, All right. My number three is a tie, but they're related as go. well in the body horror category yep. of the uh, Die Another Day fake, I'm sorry, the Diamonds Are Forever fake fingerprint and the third nipple. So any little piece of prosthetic body thing that you can put on. The fake fingerprint in, in... Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, right. Now, yeah. how do you feel about the fingerprint scanning cell phone from Tomorrow Never Dies? Uh, shit. <laughs> okay. There's, they'll, they'll never make a phone that can scan your fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone 5. Not S. Right. <laughs> okay, what's your number three? Uh, which list are we on again? Best gadgets. Okay, number three on the best gadgets has to be the uh, the the mini the mini copter which they called little Nessie little Nelly Nelly yes all right yeah it was like a, a Nelly but smaller yeah you know the rapper sure <laughs> my number two is the Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger that's your number two yeah that's I can't wait to hear number one I'll bet okay okay number two for me is the from Russia with Love suitcase that's my number one what. <laughs> You got your DB5 in my suitcase. We mixed it up. (laughs) (laughs) Microphone cheers. (laughs) Guys, what's so special about this suitcase? Oh, well, first of all... What do you need? It's in there. It's the first gadget, right? The first first real gadget that uh, James Bond uh, comes across here. And I'm going to play... This is the first appearance of, of Q. I'm going to go ahead and pull this up right. Uh, he goes, uh, gets Sylvia on his Trench car is phone. Back. Sylvia Trench is a trench. Yada, yada, yada. And... You know what I almost put on my list? The double quilted leather door. <laughs> it's not really a gadget. It is to me. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. One quick second here. Major Boothroyd. Suppose when she meets me in the flesh. Uh, oh, shit on Matt Myra. <laughs> Guys, I got it right. Just see what you do. Where's money, Penny? Ask the equipment officer to come in, please. Equipment officer. So you're like, I've you've never seen this before. Put together What's Q-Branch? What's an equipment officer? We're issuing this to all double personnel. Door. Look at that door. Great door. Oh, there's two of them. An ordinary black leather case with 20 rounds of ammunition here and here. Here and here. How does he get that many syllables in there? Now, if you take the top off, you'll find the ammunition inside. On the side here, flat throwing knife. Press that button there, and now she comes. What? Inside the case, you'll find an AR-7 folding sniper's rifle. Not as inconspicuous. With an infrared telescopic sight. Then, if you pull out these straps... Inside of 50 gold sovereigns. 25 in either side. Not really a gadget, but okay, Q. Now, watch very carefully. An ordinary tin of talcum powder. Inside, a tear gas cartridge. That goes in the case against the side here like that. 
It's magnetized, so it won't fall. Shut the case. Now, normally, to open a case like that, you move the catches to the side. If you do, the cartridge will explode in your face. Now, to stop the cartridge exploding... Nice pause. Turn the catches horizontally, like that. Then, open normally. Now you try it. Mm. Turn the catches like that. That's right. And open ordinarily. You got it? Yes, I think so. Is that all, sir? <laughs> yes, thanks. <sir. laughs> and that's the first time we see a gadget. That's good. It's, I, I gotta be honest, it's, it seems like... <laughs> It's, I mean, the exploding in your face thing, like that booby trap is cool, but the rest of it seems like a, just a suitcase as it's normally used. It's... <laughs> Wait, you're saying I could normally store ammunition in a suitcase? <laughs> Larry a, Miller does. I could keep extra money in a suitcase? <laughs> I don't like where you're going with this. You're saying, you're saying this, this box, I can put objects inside and carry with me. <laughs> You Boy, I really feel here. like uh, yeah. Nick sort of ruined it for us. No, it's all right. No, it's cool. It's cool, guys. It's great. Uh, oh boy. Uh, and uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna jump in. Let's go on we, worst we uh, to the worst gadgets. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just gonna skip right to number one of my worst gadgets okay. in, the, in James Bond history, um, and it is right here. This is my number two. A number two of worst. Okay. Yeah. Now let's. Uh, John Cleese was given the role of Q after Desmond Llewellyn passed and only allowed to keep it for uh, one movie. Maybe you've been down here too long. The ultimate in British engineering. Jesus. You must be joking. As I learned from my predecessor, Bond, I never joke about my work. Aston Martin call it the vanquish, we call it... The Vanish. What the oh, fuck? Adaptive camouflage, tiny cameras on Just all turn sides, it off. project Just the image they off. see onto a light-emitting polymer skin on the opposite side. You see, for the casual eye, it's as good as invisible. Plus all the usual refinements, eject see torpedoes, target-seeking shotguns to shoot down mobile objects. Why don't you acquaint yourself with the manuals? You'll be able to shoot through that in a couple of hours. Just took a few seconds, Q. Wish I could make you vanish. We wish the same for this movie. Does <laughs> your your complaint of that is that that's just wildly unrealistic? Is that the idea? Yeah. Or, whereas well, a suitcase that contains things very realistic. <laughs> I don't know if you're seeing our lists here. No, but I get it. I understand from this perspective. Because, I mean, that is... That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a gadget. That's an amazing gadget. Uh, oh, God. Right. What was your number one? If that was your number well, two. Well, let me give you my honorable mention was the pocket snap trap from Diamonds Are Forever. Pocket snap trap, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. when he puts his hands in his lapel. Uh-huh. All right. Number five was the espresso maker from Live and Let Die. You can't count that as a gadget. M thinks it's a gadget. You cannot. And number you, four. No, my list no, comes from the, my heart. That's not a gadget. That's like walking into Brookstone and saying, I'm on a secret mission. Get me a coffee maker. That's a gadget. All right. Number four I already mentioned was the couch trap levitating tea tray. 
Yeah. Number three is the gondola hovercraft. Sure. Number two is the invisible Aston Martin. And number one, the most reverse-engineered gadget there is, the inflatable avalanche-proof ski parka. That is like, here, we're giving you this in case you come across an avalanche. So oh, did you? Oh, we hadn't read the script. Number one on your list. Let's go. Let's just, let's just see that happen right now. Cause, uh, oh, God. Uh, Q, 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 Q. Noticing a strain of contempt for the Brosnan films. Seems to be a thing. And I haven't even said it. Yeah, I have, I have a real uh, daddy issues with the Brosnan it, films. It, uh, it turns out uh, Pierce Brosnan's movies weren't great. Not his fault. <laughs> okay, maybe a little bit his fault. He obviously farted like a bagpipe. For the listener, I want them to think that's what's happening. Pretty sweet, right, yeah, Nick? I suppose yeah. we all have to pay the piper sometime. Right, Q? Oh, pipe down, 007. Is it something I said? No. I've aged. Remember when I gave you that suitcase? <laughs> something you <laughs> My fishing boat. From my retirement. Uh, and six beverage cup holders. All in all, rather stocked. Fully loaded, I think, is the term. All the Brosnan Q sequences seem like Super Bowl commercials, where they pulled in a bunch of stars. Now, go and put on the coat. Now, here is the most reverse-engineered thing in the history of all James Bond movies. The right arm goes in the right sleeve, thus, and the left arm in the left sleeve, thus. Now, note closely, please. Pockets, poppers, and zipper. Take the lower part of the zipper and insert it into the appropriate tag. Seems well suited for the job. Oh man. (laughs) Audible groans from the audience. (laughs) If you need to know when that would come in handy, it's uh, here when this avalanche happens. <sighs> All right, we got to blaze through these go, if we want to do ahead. some questions. Okay, uh, let's do cold opens, okay? Uh, let's just go, let's just jump up to the top. Let's just, because we're going to, well, you'll hear it on our next real episode, our full lists, but I oh. want to speed it along for the audience so we can get to some questions and also get to songs. Okay. Uh, Number one, worst cold open. The uh, world is not enough. We're watching it right now. The boat sequence? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty bad. Because yeah. it is... It is a 22-minute cold open. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's yeah. 14 minutes. But that's too much. Ah, I might have to be with you on that. <laughs> that's how that ends. I might have to be with you on that. Yeah. And what's yours? What was yours? I had a Thunderball, but that can't be right. I must have not No, it can be. Thunderball's it. pretty terrible. It is, but... It's very slow. It's, uh, Free Your Eyes Only is pretty bad. The stunts are really cool, but the, the whole Blofeld voice thing is weird. Yep. All right. Best one? Or should we go through those five? Let's do the five. And I'm going to just, just go ahead. ramrod we'll, we'll through your right five. Now. Go. Okay. You Only Live Twice is pretty cool because you, you leave with a, a twist. Is he dead? Okay. <laughs> Get this. Yeah. Goldeneye. I got a Brosnan movie on there. Whoa. Yeah, I think that opening sequence. Because of the jumping from, off of the dam yeah. really gets you going? Just the whole thing. It's a good opening sequence. It it's is. Solid. It is. Uh-huh. Okay. Then Octopussy. Oh, forget about it. And uh, second is Casino Royale. 
the new one, mm-hmm. and then The Spy Who Loved Me with the big Union Jack parachute. Wow. Uh, this is my <laughs> one right here. Goldfinger. Because uh, it ends uh, with this. Still love you. Positively shocking. I mean, come on. They laughed at his line. They didn't groan at it. Yeah. uh, That's that's the difference. That's right. That's the big difference. That's what makes a James Bond good at things. It's an earned pun. It's very, uh, just like he deserved that. Yeah. 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 Shocking. It's it's not an A to D. Like you can, <laughs> it's like A to B, okay, electricity, shocking, great. We got it. <laughs> All right, uh, songs, or do you want to do girls? Songs, let's go, let's, go, let's go songs. Okay. Uh, worst song? Die Another Day. You are 100% correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a song, it's like a tone poem. It is... It is. It is. It is. That is even doing poems a disservice. Uh, if you're not familiar, Nick. Uh, no, I, I know this. Or this the Madonna audience. one, right? Yeah. I'm gonna wake up. Yes and no. I'm gonna kiss. Let's just give it a minute to breathe. I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna. She's not singing yet. This also has the part where in the bridge of the song, she goes, Sigmund Freud. Oh, that's right. And something about, like, what's your ego? <laughs> what is it? It's, yeah, it's horrible. This is, this is like a song they blasted 180 decibels to break di- Gitmo detainees. <laughs> <laughs> or to bring down a dam. <laughs> this is actually, they had started with this and then settled on waterboarding being nicer. <laughs> You know what? Let's just do. Let's just do this. Uh, but I agree with you. My, my right. but uh, the only my number two worst song. So the just under this as as not as bad, but I think bad all time high. <laughs> that is a that is a smooth romance soft rock song that'll just you know find yourself a lady. <laughs> Flat top and just get in there. All time high for those oh, of you not familiar. So good. so good. For some reason, is this? I'm in so strong and so You just you're on a beanbag. You just open a tab and you pour a little uh, like, in my like time cocktails you take to the beach and a pop top thing. And you pour that in there and maybe you're smoking a Virginia Slim and. Uh, and then just Sheila comes over, you know? <laughs> and then you're just rolling around in front of the fireplace, and, and that was the whole weekend. That's this song. Are you there with me now? Nope. No? Uh, so agree to disagree, no. or just plain so disagree? So uh, all right, let's so jump good. to Bond Girls. I just want to... Wait, we haven't even done best song. Oh, my God. And I want to tell you guys. about my number two worst was one of your favorites. Your number two worst is Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah. Oh, sorry, buddy. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Uh, my number two is uh, Another Way to Die from Quantum of Solace. As worst? As number two worst, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not so good. Let's just 
Do you want to jump up? Yeah, all right. All right. Songs, here we go. My number five, Man with the Golden Gun. Forget about it. Number four. That's my number four. Really? Yeah. My number four is You You Know My Name for Casino Royale. That's a little polarizing for that some people. That is not anywhere near this list. I like it. I like what it does. I like its style. It's got moxie. Okay. Uh, number three, Goldfinger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Can't mm-hmm. beat it. It's a classic. Number three is also Goldfinger on my list. Oh. Number oh. two, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, it's an instrumental. Not on my list. Not on your list? Nope. You just, you just love Satan. Okay. <laughs> and number one, when I really thought about it, yeah. James Bond theme. It has to be. You, oh, you, you get, can't you... put that on there. Okay, then I'm going to move everything up one and say my number five is Live and Let Die. So your number one is On Her Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. Service. This is, my number five is A View to a Kill. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, clapping. Covers me, but you know Come on, great. I don't argue. It's in my top ten, bro. Oh, yeah. So good. It's good. Uh, number four, Man with the Golden Gun, Goldfinger. Then number two is Live and Let Die. Yeah. And my number one, which did not pop up on your wait, let me guess on your top five. All Time High by Rita Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> is it tomorrow? Uh, the world is not enough. No. It's the best oh, song ever yeah, written for a James a, Bond I love movie, this one too. Yeah. which is The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, it's a goodie. Guys, it's Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. It's great. Nobody does it better. Oh, come on. I love it, too. Don't get it wrong. Sometimes I wish someone But they're not going to because they can't do it better. No. This is, this is legitimately uh, one of my favorite songs. I think I love this song so much. It's Thank so great. you, Nick. Outside, not even in the context of James Bond, just as a song in general. Right there. Oh, I'm in it. It's like the. It's like they should just. This should just be the default song for in memoriam montages. Yes. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Oh, let's take a look at some of the folks we lost this year. Richard. Oh, Ken Adam. Marvin Hamlish. Rest in peace, he Marvin. He recently died. Oh, uh, yeah. Carly Simon, we miss you. Come back to us, William P. Cartridge. Too young. Oh, Too young. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wood. Oh, Richard Maybaum, the late, great Richard Maybaum. This really does. You can just Nobody say any name and it sounds like they died. Albert R. Cubby Broccoli. Oh, he was great. I didn't even forget uh, Lewis Gilbert, everybody. Lewis oh, Gilbert. Sweet. Also, Matt Gorley. What? <laughs> uh, but that's my number one. I'm How probably going to die with you driving me home in your Volvo. <laughs> Gorley, I'm I'm genuinely surprised that that wasn't even on your list. I yeah, I love like, it. I love it. Yeah, but well, just take something off that list. How can you, the, the, you uh, had like the Chris Cornell song yeah, on there, right? You had a Chris Cornell song on there. I won't be persecuted for my loves and ideals. <laughs> <laughs> These are personal songs to me. I, 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 where, where does that happen? Right here? Yeah. I don't love it. See, this could be an in memoriam. <laughs> oh. So long, Bruce Moriarty. I'm, I'm not even necessarily a Chris Cornell fan, but this... Oh, Gary Powell, you were great at casting. Just this whole movie. Just the fact that it's associated with this movie. Oh, See, I feel like it. you're letting that get in the way. I'm letting that Like, I love way. Octopussy. Love it. Yeah. Eight Vaginas. 
That's what it means. Right? That's what it means? Oh, dear. Eight kitty cats. <laughs> All right, let's do Bond villains. Uh, go. My worsts are basically anyone from Living, living Daylights because they just don't really work. There's no, like, comeuppance for them at the end. Okay. I'm Brad Whitaker sure. and Georgie. Brad Whitaker, Joe Don Baker, yeah. Lake uh, Rape. But my dead. number two is Elliot Carver from Tomorrow Never Dies. He's my number one. Get out of my face area. Yeah. What do you mean? No, no, my number one worst. Oh, I thought you liked him. I do. But in retrospect of like taking it apart and looking at all the villains, he's my least favorite villain of all time. Oh, because honey. his plan is so stupid. Yeah. yeah. The man just wants to charge a, a, just start a war so he can cover it with his news channel. It's the worst. <laughs> His plan is to start World War III just I've been to saying cover this. It. I've been saying this all podcast long. I don't care for this. Okay. All right, go. Top five villains. Number yep. five, Ross Wrong. Kananga. Oh, you're right. Go ahead. All right. Uh, you're not going to like this one. Number four is a tie because they're kind of connected, but Electra and Renard in The World Is Not Enough. You're a stupid person. Okay. <laughs> I think she's a good, strong character. I like her character. I hate you right now. I just don't even know what to do with you. That's so. You're so. How about accept me for who I you're am? You're so wrong, <laughs> Matt. Renard is he's subtly acted. He's the Matt. only thing in that movie worth a damn. Matt, no. Look at this. Look at her. She's not even good at acting. Yes, she is. And my families. It runs in. First my of all, she's got a language barrier. She can't even barrier. speak English. Yes, yeah, she can. She speaks the language of I'm love. <laughs> Her, the, she's and dumbing it down. The whole world will know my name. Look at those bangs. My grandfather's name. The glory of my people. Now no, put on Rita Coolidge and watch that this. Was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. I disagree. Go ahead. Number three, Silva from Skyfall. He's your number three villain. That's what I just of said. of all time. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. He's really good. Go ahead. I don't think number it, two, think it Zorin from A View to a Kill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and number one. I'm sorry, I drove all this way to get judged. <laughs> um, number one, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Well, that's, that's kind of got to be. Oh, number is one, that right? okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, Ready for me? Yeah. Uh, so we agree with Kananga, uh, Scaramanga. Yeah, all right. I love him because yeah, he's, he he's just good. wants to kill James yeah. Bond. See how supportive I am even when I don't yeah. agree with you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was good. That was a good one. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. I appreciate your opinions. Goldfinger. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> Blowfell. That's your number one? Yeah, I didn't have yeah. four. I only had four. Oh, okay. Well, there's a problem right there. Yeah. I did my work. You didn't do your work. Listen, we only have 15 minutes <laughs> left. Right. I want to okay. I want to the audience has questions. Okay, let's do questions. the girls really quickly, no. okay? Go give me your number one girl. And Vesper, I'll tell you if you're Vesper right. Lynn. I'll tell you if you're right. Vesper you're right. Okay. You are. Okay, we All agree right. again. Vesper right. Lynn, yep. Okay. You can clap. It's fine. <laughs> okay, that's good. And your worst? Uh, Christmas Jones. <laughs> That was my number two worst. You have Halle Berry as the worst? Yeah, yeah. She didn't even make my list. I can't believe you're even here with me right now. <laughs> she was Jinx, right? Yeah. Yes. I remember, I think, I, I don't know if I, maybe I'm imagining this, but I remember a rumor at the time that they were planning yes, a Jinx spinoff true. movie. True, yeah. Oh, they sure were. Yeah. They sure were. You know why? Because they hated America. <laughs> She played an American spy, guys. That's why I said that. Uh, anyway, I can't even deal with that. No, no. Uh, but we'd like to, if any of the audience has a question, raise your hand. Matt Gorley and I can answer any question you have about us. You, sir, what's your name? Uh, 
Jordan, okay. what's going on? Uh, what, what publication are you from? <laughs> Jordan has a question. Jordan, wait for the mic. The stage manager is running a microphone over oh, so you nice. can be heard on our, on our audio podcast. Jordan. Hi. Go for it. Uh, I was going to ask you, so if Bond movies keep, if they have the habit of kind of copying whatever's hot at the time. So hot right now. What would you predict gets copied in the next James, James Bond, Bond has film? a giant ass. No. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or he has to, like, fight the Avengers. Or the, <laughs> or the Anaconda. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, right now, the big trend right now, as far as action movies, are superhero movies. Yeah, right. You know, and James Bond oh, is already his own superhero. <laughs> the thing I've been wanting to see uh, for my entire life is, is Bruce Wayne and James Bond fighting. Oh, yeah. Like, I would like to see Batman versus, and they, you know, full arsenal. Batman's got his full arsenal, and James has all of Q Branch at his disposal. I want to see who wins the best fight. Does James Bond have the invisible car? He in this, well. yeah, sure, he yeah. might as well. Yeah. Visible car versus Batmobile is, what, is the showdown we're going to see. Oh well, the Batmobile would win. I think probably. Actually, I think Batman destroys James Bond. Probably, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> my, well, let's not do it. Let's my do my it. prediction for the for the future of the franchise is: uh, uh, I'm guessing in the next movie, James Bond kills somebody and then says. Hashtag YOLO. Oh. <laughs> he would say YOLT because you only live twice. Yeah. Uh, that's the answer to that question, Jordan. That was Anyone a good else question. have, a, a good have question. another question from the back? Hello, yes. yes. Tell us your name. Hello, I'm Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Um, do you recommend reading any of the books? And if so, which well, one should I start with? Oh, definitely. Cassidy Royal, I think, is yeah. the best one to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first one of the bunch. I would, here's, the, here's the order I would go in. Uh, I'd give you three right off the bat. I would say read Casino Royale, then read uh, Live and Let Die, and then I would... Uh, I would go ahead and jump over to the book Thunderball, which isn't that bad, actually. Because you don't have to watch uh, people underwater. You can imagine. That's right. Casino Royale, and the second book is Live and Let Die, and they're good to read back-to-back because Casino Royale is really strong, and then Live and Let Die is crazy racist and strange, and some of his issues start to come out, Fleming's issues in that. and then So they're kind of interesting to read back-to-back. And then I think... Moonraker's third, which I really like. It's nothing like the movie. It's really simple and it's a good book. And Diamonds Are Forever is a really good one, too. It's nothing like the movie. That's a good song, too. Yeah. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else have a question? Yes, yes, sir. You have a question and you're wearing a similar jersey to the stage manager? Yes. It's confusing yes. me. I was just curious. I heard a story once. If you guys have addressed this before, forgive yeah. me. About Quentin Tarantino wanting uh-huh. to do a Bond movie, but wanted to do it in a period style, like in yes. the '60s. What would you guys think if that actually were to occur? A movie released in 2014, 15, 16, but in the '60s, a James Bond movie. Uh, guys- I've said before that I, after Craig, I would love him to reboot it in the '60s because I, I don't know where you go from Daniel Craig at that point. It would be well, nice it started to, to get so, as we saw with all of Pierce Brosnan. It started to get so crazy yeah. that they had to go, oh, hang on, because yeah. next is a spaceship. Right. Oh, we've done that in Moonraker. But uh, the, I think I would, I would watch it. Here's how I feel about that. I would watch it, but I wouldn't want it to take the place of a James Bond you movie. A you know what I mean? parallel universe. Thing I, want, like, I would have yeah. a parallel James Bond universe running at the same time. That's what I would do. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear that name anywhere... <laughs> Anywhere near this. 
I want a clear shot of his suits, no flares. We have a question up in the front, and then we'll pop back there. Yes. Hi, do you know when your dead author's Ian Fleming episode is going to be available? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I imagine it'll come out pretty soon. Uh, I may, you may already know this, but I had my girlfriend's sister make a terry cloth powder blue men's play suit like Bond wears in Goldfinger. And when she brought it over the day of the show, it was too small to fit a small child. I, cu- I couldn't even get in it without hunching over and just d- eviscerating my crotch. And uh, so I, I didn't get to wear that, sadly. Um, but it was a very fun show, and I imagine it'll come out pretty soon, I think. So, yeah, subscribe to Dead Authors on iTunes. And Ian Fleming is on the latest Super Ego podcast, too, if you check that out. Uh, and we had a question oh, in the back. All the way in the back. I like to say back. Oh, double the questions. There's a Terry Blue, uh, in case you want to know what that looks like. Uh, oh. Terry Cloth is a running theme here in our podcast. There it is. Oh, Terry Cloth jumpsuit, Nick. Look at that. Very Get sure. one. Started, That's what people wear by the pool back look then. At, even he's wearing, even the windows, it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hi, I was just wondering, because Bond seems to have a repeated theme every now and then. We just keep going back to the old stories. We've done Thunderball twice. We've mm-hmm. done Space Lasers a couple of times. <laughs> Is there any story that you're like, okay, we're due to do this again, and I would love to see them do it? Let's say it together. On Her, Her Majesty's, Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. Service. Yes, absolutely. I think that James Bond needs to, in the modern day and age, fall in love, get married, and, and deal then with allergies. Her... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kids are worried about vaccines. You don't yeah. want to do that. I don't know <laughs> what the hell the problem is. It's, it's all the, vaccines. He's a big right? anti-vaxxer. He's a big anti It's Jenny McCarthy plays Blofeld. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy <laughs> is Blofeld. Uh, you know who her henchman is? Uh, that Wahlberg character she just married. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, no, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see James Bond get married and then have her uh, get shot in yeah. the head right next to him at the wedding day. It's, it's a dark, and dark way to put it. The man. next movie could be Revenge. Even though I just feel like that's Casino Royale and Conversales all over again. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we'd want to see. Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And uh, we have five minutes left, so let's, let's, let's go ahead and close it out with our, our the closing thoughts. Nick Weiger, uh, friend to the franchise now. I feel like we've uh, turned you from a casual James Bond uh, watcher to a full James Bond appreciator. I, I noticed you, you're yeah. wearing powder blue as well. I, yeah, I am. Yeah, there we go. Well done. Um, I, yeah, no, the, the, the advocacy all around for the Bond franchise, it's contagious. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems, I don't know, everything you've shown is great. I've seen a few of the films, yeah. but I, this seems like a sort of thing of, would you recommend to someone like me who's kind of a Bond neophyte, is it go back to the beginning and then just watch them all in order? Is that the ideal? We just watch it down? Yeah. We just commit, you know, however long, 50 hours to watching 22 films? You know what? It's going to be a fun uh, two and a half days. Because I assume <laughs> that's when you're doing it. You're doing it full. Uh, but yeah, I would just get yourself a nice tall glass of root beer. <laughs> sit down with the doctor no, and get ready for 60s pacing. I would get yourself a bean bag and a fireplace <laughs> and a nice lady named Sheila and take <laughs> take a weekend up. We just want Big you to reach your all time high. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, I would say watch it in order. Doctor No, I Doctor No is the one I rewatch the most. That's interesting. Yeah, me, it's View to a Kill for some reason. Because you love that fucking theme song. I is, do. Which you didn't even put in your. Oh, I love it. Don't uh, get me wrong. Uh, we're gonna miss you, uh, Papillion Susu. 
Uh, you know who that is? That's the woman that does the butterflies, because Papillon means butterfly. Oh. Her, I think she really does that as a bit, and her name is like Butterfly Susu. And she does the little tweet, tweet, tweet thing. You know? So I mean, she, she's like hanging. She's like, yeah, she's the butterfly lady. Oh, my God. Papillon Susu. So in a James Bond movie, if you handle the butterflies on set, your name goes in the opening credits. Cubby Broccoli treated everyone like family. <laughs> oh, he's the Olive Garden of producers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for James Bonding. Thank you. Thank you, Nick Weiger. Thank you so Thank you, much. Larry Miller, and thank you, L.A. Podcasting Festival. Remember, stamps.com slash WTF or something. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.